0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you enjoy the review. If you do, please click the subscribe button, and you'll continue to get all of my reviews downloaded into your podcast player on mostly daily basis. The Revenant is the name of the film I'm going to be reviewing today. It's an adventure-slash-western film done by Alejandro González Iñárritu, Uh, Inyuritu also provides the screenplay along with Mark L. Smith, who had developed the screenplay for a while and actually had drafted it many times before Inyuritu came on board and helped him shape it into the way that it is today. It's an R-rated film for strong frontier combat and violence, including gory images, a sexual assault, language, and brief nudity. It runs two hours and 36 minutes, The star primarily is Leonardo DiCaprio, with a sizable supporting role for Tom Hardy. Also features Donald Gleason, Will Poulter, and Forrest Goodluck. Alejandro González Iñárritu's follow-up to his Oscar-winning film, Birdman, from last year, sees him go for a Western adventure of the most potent variety in The Revenant. It's a grueling tale of bloody revenge set in the wilderness of uh, presumably the Dakotas in the 19th century as with birdman the very demanding and highly volatile uh, inarritu continues to try to push the boundaries of how difficult his films will be to shoot perhaps he supposes that the more effort that he puts into the filmmaking process the bigger the reward there's going to be when he actually finishes it the revenant is shot in the wilderness of canada and a little bit in argentina as well it's a, it was filmed over a um, what by most standards today, is considered a marathon filming schedule of nine months. Inuritu decided to shoot the film uh, using only natural light, and that shoot proved to be a very difficult one because of all of the remote locations that were involved, as well as the limited availability of daylight uh, when you're dealing with that far north in Canada. uh, You only have a few hours to work with, and uh, uh, many of the scenes are... Uh, done in one, uh, a very long take, so getting them just right, uh, proved to be quite a challenge. The beauty of the scenery is juxtaposed with the ugly side of humanity, which, uh, succumbs to the survival of the fittest mentality found in the untamed woods and mountains that surround all of the characters in this film. This is a place where heaven and hell exist simultaneously, and, uh, I think the Inuritu captures both the beauty and the ugliness of that period of time in America. Leonardo DiCaprio stars as Hugh Glass. Uh, Glass was mauled by a mama grizzly bear, bear while out with a hunting party of fur trappers. It left him uh, barely clinging to life with severe trauma done to his body and a plethora of injuries all over himself. Glass's teenage son Hawk, uh, a fictional character that was added here for dramatic effect, Uh, Hawk is the son of a murdered Pawnee lover and Glass and Hawk won't leave Glass's side. though that also leaves Hawk largely unprotected among a group of men with their own prejudices and their own reasons to hate the natives of the area. One of those uh, haters is is named of John Fitzgerald, who's played by, uh, Tom Hardy in the film. Fitzgerald thinks that Glass is a lost cause, uh, because of all of the injuries, he's basically almost in a comatose state. And he's, you know, they're carrying him over the wilderness, trying to stay, uh, one step ahead of the natives that are out to attack them. And feels that Glass is just dead weight, uh, on their way to getting back to civilization. And he should just put, be put out of his misery. The misery for Glass doesn't really end there. He's eventually left for dead, hence the title of the Revenant. Uh, committed to dragging himself out of his literal, shallow grave, eventually crawling high and low through rocks, rivers, and snow, in order to try to right the wrongs that have been perpetrated against him. Iñárritu's attempt at a Western, it's very loosely adapted from a 2002 historical novel by Michael Punky. Uh, it's a bleak and uncompromising one. It's intensely savage, it's viscerally grimy, and it's brutally violent working once again with his director of photography, Emmanuel Lubeski, Lubeski specializes in complicated long takes in such films as uh, Children of Men and Gravity and Iñárritu's Own Birdman. The film has plenty of uh, difficult scenes that play out with elaborately constructed choreography. It involves hand-to-hand combat it has arrow attacks uh all of these done in very long takes and there's one real big showstopper and if you've seen the trailer or uh, many of the ads you've seen at least a clip of this but to see it done with that really lengthy single shots uh sequence is stunning it's the bear attack uh that just keeps going and going and it, it i don't know how they filmed it perhaps it's best that i i don't know but uh it's astonishing it's probably the most brutal brutal animal attack you'll see on film um, luckily it wasn't a real thing, but, uh, if there's one aspect of Lubesky's lensing that I, I could have done away with, it's his use of the ever spinning wide angle shots that the entire movie seems to be filmed in. It gives, there's a, there's kind of this fishbowl esque vision of this world that persistently is a reminder to me that I'm watching a movie and it kind of takes me out of it from time to time especially as water will appear on the on the lens or you, you'll ev- you'll even see you know people's breath uh fog up the lens and just reminds us that there's a camera out there uh the sound design is pretty amazing for the film I'll give it that Especially in the way that it captures the whizzing of the arrows and the the hoofbeats of the horses in the distance. And, you know, some of the dubbing is noticeably off on occasion. I think that may be due to the difficulty of that, uh, the ADR, uh, that happens, the, the redubbing at the end of these films. Uh, you know, when you have lengthy takes, it's hard to get the timing exactly right without having to keep redoing it. So, I think they did the best that they could, but it just was never able to completely match up. That's another thing that takes you out of the film from time to time. In combination with the hypnotic score from Ryuichi, Sakamoto, Alvinoto, and Bryce Dessner, it's a lot to soak in, both visually and aurally. There are great performances, as you would expect, from a film that has DiCaprio and Tom Hardy uh Even Donald Gleason uh DiCaprio goes all in with what must have been an especially arduous and physically demanding role that puts the actor in harsh cold and uh and performing difficult stunts that easily could have gone awry in a myriad of ways uh, One of those things that he has to do it includes eating a real raw bison liver uh, DiCaprio's rumored to be a vegetarian, so that probably made his uh feeling of of illness during this scene all the more realistic. Tom Hardy, I think he's going to get an Academy Award nomination out of this for sure. He continues his seemingly never-ending ability to disappear into his roles. He plays here a particularly loathsome kind of Southern scoundrel who seeks only for his own betterment, willing to kill others for... More for his own personal inconvenience than for his own pleasure. That makes him even more despicable than just if he were evil incarnate. His reasons for his, the disregard of the life uh, of others and uh, also for truth are as petty as can be. He, he He's willing to sell out pretty much anything just for his own uh, continued survival. Uh, and yet the film feels quite long, despite all of these great qualities it has a very uh, relatively simple premise uh something that doesn't necessarily require 2 hours and 36 minutes to explore and that lets some of the thrilling elements the kind of those more thriller uh pieces of the story it kind of lays loose a good deal of the time and that tends to undercut the film's ability to maintain uh power amid all of the grandeur that we see on display Inuritu here is channeling uh, to a large extent the spirit of younger filmmaker uh, Werner Herzog in both in his method and his madness and the method of his madness. I think Inuritu ratchets up that the mysticism in Glass's Quest and uh, something that's very similar to Agri- Aguirre, The Wrath of God and Fitzcarraldo and other Werner Herzog films. Some people might even compare it to the works of uh Terrence Malick especially in films like Tree of Life and The New World um and it should be noted that um the cinematographer here Lubesky also worked with uh with Terrence Malick on um some of his more recent films and I think that Inheritu captures a good deal of that even though I I don't know that uh he really does it as well as Herzog and um and Malick at their best. Um, but he does give it a, a good try. You know, that mysticism in Glass's quests suggests that there's a spiritual journey that's possibly, perhaps it's a wrestling of Glass's own inner demons. Uh, that's projected in his visions and his dreams, or perhaps these are just remnants of those visions of an afterlife that he all but completely arrived at. Perhaps he even attained, uh, death at some point during this whole ordeal, but, uh, as he comes back to life, he's still retaining those visions of what that, uh, that afterlife was like. It, that leaves it really up to the imagination, but after you examine all of this, the one question that you have to ask is why after all of this, does the revenant feel like Inyoritu cares more for the exhaustion of Glass's journey than in the reward of seeing Glass arrive ultimately at some sort of destination? You know, at two hours and 36 minutes, it's almost all journey and uh, very little to really come away with uh, other than that journey. And some people will find that journey very... Uh, very re- rewarding in and of itself without needing a destination to it. Certainly, uh, it did keep my attention. While I do think that The Revenant is an aesthetic experience unlike any others of its ilk, there's an intensity here, but it never as emotionally gripping as you might uh, want it to be uh, from a tale that stems from personal revenge, and I think that makes it fall short uh, ultimately of films like the, uh, like Unforgiven, the Clint Eastwood film, in its ability to grip us with vengeance as justice. Ultimately, I do think that Iñárritu uh, sees that as perhaps the main theme of the movie, because he draws up the notion that there's very little payoff in payback. And I think that that probably is the reason why, uh, you know, this is a revenge film that feels like there is not much reward at the end of the film because you know vengeance is uh something you seek and once gained what really do you get from it i'm going to give uh the revenant three and a half stars out of four it was a borderline call. I could have gone with four, um, but ultimately, I think that there there were a few things like the, those moments that took me out of the movie that that fishbowl effect of the the way that uh, that it 's filmed um, some of the 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 the, the length of the film and some of the indulgences here and there. I think that it's, it's a, uh, it's a film that probably it was very much over budget and, and the shooting time was very long. Certainly Inuritu was really in a hurry to try to get it out there before uh, Oscar season. I feel like it's, it still needs work and ultimately I feel like this is not really the product that Inuritu set out to make, which unfortunately means that it is um, some of the, the flaws are there. Um, and so I'm going to give it three and a half. I do think it's one of the better films of 2015. Certainly worth going out of your way to see if you can stomach some of the grisly, uh, violence that's in the film. Um, but I, I do think that it is a, uh, it's a definitely a, a potent film and it's unlike any other film this year. Uh, even though we've had westerns like Bone Tomahawk and the Hateful Eight and things like that, I'll be uh, reviewing Hateful Eight probably within a few days as well. Um but certainly, um it's, it's an experience and I think that it is ultimately worthwhile. And so three and a half stars go to, goes to the Revenant. Uh, one final b- bit of trivia, Um if you're interested in, in further adventures, uh, or ways of this story, the Hugh glass story, uh, being told, uh, his survival tale has been filmed before because it is based on a a true story. Um, it it was filmed in nineteen seventy one um uh, with a uh Richard Harris film called Man in the Wilderness. So that's worth seeking out if you want to find more of this. Uh another take. It was also very loosely based on that. Um he's not even called Hugh in the film. His last name of glass is still in there. There was also an episode of a TV show called um uh, called Hugh Glass Meets the Bear. Um, that was one of the episodes of Death Valley Days, that came, and I think that that episode came out in 1966. That one may be a little bit harder to find, but certainly if you're uh, really imp- piqued by the, the subject matter of Hugh Glass and his uh, survival tale, those are worth seeking out. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the show. You can find my contact information at my website and also links to my Facebook page and my Twitter feed. Go to quipster.net, and you can also check out over 3,700 of my written reviews there, quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Until next time, thank thanks, everyone. Please enjoy your time at the movies.